Alex Navarro, for once, you've been assigned a good video game. You know, I want to dispute that notion. Well, thank you. Yes, no, I, I appreciate your... your you earned your... it. You earned it. That's part of your CBS compensation package for being a part of the site for several years. I want to review a good video game. I want to. I want to dispute this for a second here because okay. I'd just like to point out that I have given two five star and two four star reviews this year and one two star. <laughs> so I, I think actually, if anything, I'm leaning. Stop ruining my narrative about you. That's. I mean, yeah, I know it's the easy narrative, and I appreciate that you want to just take the easiest route possible. But no, I'm a much more complicated person. There are layers to me beyond. Just, I'm a journalist. I, like I don't game. give a shit about any of those things, Alex. Oh. So feel free to think whatever you want to think about yourself, but. You review bad games. But South Park, the stick okay. of truth, is not a bad game. No, it's not. It appears uh, to be a very, very good game. Yeah. It is uh, a surprisingly uh, well-done, well-thought-out, well-edited, well-designed game that I, I honestly did not expect that much from. Like, I was hoping it would be good. You know, I mean, given the, the amount of time that game has spent in development limbo, uh, limbo uh, you know, the the fact that Obsidian is sort of known for having games that, let's just face it, don't work that well at launch, usually. Um, Although, to Fallout New Vegas' credit, or I guess to Obsidian's credit in Fallout New Vegas, like, that tech, from what I've heard, is is pretty messy to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so that was not necessarily all of uh, Obsidian's fault. But yes, just like you, reviewing bad games, Obsidian has a bad reputation. Yes. And so with all of that in mind, you know, I was settling in, kind of girding myself for the worst. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised across the board by just how, I don't know, just like how well all the pieces fit together in that game and how good a representation of, you know, South Park and interactive form that game really is. So what is your, what is your history with South Park? I've been watching pretty much since the show started there were a few years where i just kind of stopped you know lost interest or whatever and and was watching other things or just kind of lost track of it um i think that's most people yeah i think that's like a lot of people in like the show started what in the in the 90s late 90s yeah yeah it started in 97 yeah i think you know it's creative highs of the early aughts everyone was watching that show uh, especially if you were in your teens or 20s. Like, South Park was just part of your weekly rotation. But, you know, at some point it became the show that you went back and watched when there was a particularly good episode yeah. that people were talking about as opposed to watching every every single episode. I guess it kind of became maybe like The Simpsons in that regard. Like, it's a show that's still around, and occasionally it's pretty funny, but it's not something I need every week. I'll give this... I'll give South Park this over The Simpsons. The South Park has good episodes every season because it sure. is the same writers and the same performers and a lot of the same people doing it pretty much the entire way through the series versus, you know, a lot of, you know, writer turnover and what have you. Um, so, you know, unlike The Simpsons where, like, all the later seasons are pretty much skippable, uh, there's at least, like, two or three good episodes every year. And I started watching every, like, week to week again, I want to say, like, two or three years ago like the last two or three seasons i've been watching straight through and they're not all which great. i guess is like the alongside the arc of them uh shoot what's the broadway show they did oh uh book of mormon right i think that spiked a lot of new interest in their stuff uh and it seemed like a revitalized creative interest for them too was was having something alongside that and i think that's when i started watching a couple episodes again uh, yeah as well 
and it's you know again it's it can be inconsistent there are certainly episodes that are far better than others but uh i started watching week to week as my girlfriend it's still one of her favorite shows and uh you know i i i fell back into watching it pretty easily because when that show is good it is still i think some of the funniest comedy on tv or you know at least american television at this point yeah you know i mean what's what's fun about south park and it seems like it extends to the game as well is uh they're they're ruthless uh and and part of the frustrating thing you know about it sometimes watching the show is you know they rather than pick a side they tend to skewer everyone involved and just kind of throw up middle fingers all around um it's why reading any article where uh folks have tried to pin down like what their politics are like is always very funny because they're extremely squirrely about it yeah and 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 it seems to reflect their own internal politics in, in a way like the show is absolutely them and it seems nakedly honest about who they are and what they think about the world um and and does that it seems like that extends to the game pretty pretty fully yeah and i yeah the game is definitely it, it reminds me a lot of the south park movie in that it feels like just a much more blown up uh sprawling version of what the show is you know it references things you remember about the show while also being kind of its own self-contained uh, storyline and plot and it doesn't like it doesn't require you to know everything about South Park to enjoy what it is doing it helps if you know a little bit about the show and it helps if you know a little bit about RPGs because it definitely goes after some fantasy tropes and you know RPG RPG style tropes uh, as part of its humor but that's really all you need it, it doesn't require you to be a super fan though if you are that's definitely who the game is most targeted at, and I think they'll get the you know, like the super fans will get the most out of it certainly. Well, and you mentioned that in your review, which is uh, there's review and a quick look up on the site now. But in your review, you kind of go out of your way to mention that you know if you aren't really familiar with RPGs, uh, you it seems like the game is sort of designed to take that stuff into account because at no point are you really going to have any trouble getting through this game like it's not like it's not an rpg where you're going to be grinding at any point yeah. just to have enough hp to make it through a boss battle yeah if you like if you think of like costume quest as like my first rpg like the the lowest barrier to entry you can get like kind of in that that sort of genre south park okay. is probably a couple of steps above that like there is more depth there uh there's a lot more to do with like you know buffs and magics and summons and like all these other different abilities that you can kind of play around with but it also doesn't really require you to mess with any of that stuff. Like, you can get by just kind of fudging with that stuff a little bit and just kind of, you know, guessing as to what the best, you know, abilities for your particular character class are. And you'll do fine. Like, the the, the, the battles are never that tough, and they rarely last that long. So it, it, there's very few situations where you're going to find yourself just like, you know, repeating sections over and over again. I think I died maybe three or four times the entire time I played the game. Um, but that's good because it's not a game that really, really would benefit, I think, from like just punishing difficulty. Like the jokes, you're, you're in the battles and you're doing these different things to see the jokes. You're not doing it because you're you want to spend hours and hours leveling up characters and you know getting like elite gear and stuff like that like there's plenty of stuff to collect but it's not about just trying to make your character super powerful because in the end it doesn't really matter if your character is super powerful or not but you did mention like in the review that there are like a shitload of items yeah. and customization options 
yeah, it, it definitely, uh, there's, there's lots of different gear to collect, uh, some stuff that I never even used because it just, the, the amount of stuff you collect, uh, comes so fast and so furious that it doesn't really like, you know, you, you, there's no opportunity to really use all of it. And you get tons of different, like these patches that like add, you know, attack layers to your, your equipment. Um, so, and there's also just thousands of like random junk items you will pick up that are all like references to the show. And all you do with them is look at their item description and then sell them off to shopkeepers. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's cool that it's there because there are just so many different things to find and little tiny references to the show that are, you know, not, not necessarily useful to the game, but like fun to collect if you're into the show and like remember all that stuff. Yeah, and it seems like if it's going to be a South Park game, my punishing difficulty doesn't really seem like... Like, pe people that are here to play this game are probably here to laugh. Yeah. And so it's like the RPG stuff seems like it's there to give the game a certain veneer and mechanics for you to interact with for something that's going to be much longer than a 30-minute episode or a 90-minute movie. Yeah. But it really kind of seems like at the end of the day, this is about them playing in a trope-filled world just to tell a story, not because they really set out to make uh, a particularly challenging RPG. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the basics of an RPG done pretty well and done in such a way that, you know, you never feel like you're frustrated by the battles or that you just, you know, you can't get a handle on what they're trying to do, but you also don't feel like you're just spamming the same three attacks again and again and again, like, or at least you don't have to. Like, I tried to throw in as many different attacks as I could into battles and you know, I wasn't necessarily using the right things for every situation. I felt like, you know, at least it kept the variety out there. Um, yeah, it, it's a game where you're supposed to go around finding the laughs. It's not necessarily a game where you want to just, you know, jump into battle constantly because it doesn't really matter if you're a level, you know, you level up super quick because that's not really what you're trying to do. And it definitely seems like if you're coming at this game like, hey, I'm an RPG fan, like kind of interested in South Park, like yeah. this may be less interesting. But if you're like a big South Park fan that's like, okay with rpgs this game is probably for you oh totally like, I, I like it's you know like anyone that is like you know not to paint you with too broad a brush but like if you're into bravely default mm -hmm. like south park's not that kind of game no though i mean you'll find little references in there to like older rpgs like there's a whole section where you go to canada and the entire map is done as a 16-bit role-playing game map like an overworld good. where you're walking That's around really good all the quest designs and that, you know, which I won't say anything about because it's better just to discover them yourself. But like all the quests definitely fall into that loop of, oh, cool. I have to go run a million errands for a bunch of different people just to get one thing done. And it's it, it plays with that stuff in a way that's actually fun and not doesn't actually feel tedious, which is probably the best compliment I can pay to something like that. Uh, so is it funny? Is I it funny? yeah, yeah, it's it, it's very funny. I mean, it definitely definitely helps if you like the humor of the show like this is not a game that it's is not going to convince you no if it's you're not, not going already to, in there are parts i would say that transcend the the general sense of humor of the show but by and large it is a game for people who are bought into what trey parker and matt stone do still uh and still have some reverence for it i i'm one of those people unabashedly and you know uh as someone who has always liked the idea of a South Park game, but has never liked a South Park game, like, you know, that tower defense game is all right, but even that I kind of just sort of forgot yeah. about. Uh, 
this is what I've always kind of wanted out of that. You know, it's that the, the closest analog I would draw, though this is a better game than that, would be like that Simpsons hit and run game, the open world one where you could kind of go everywhere in Springfield and you could, you know, meet all the different characters and find all sorts of different shit. You know, like that, that was what that game did really well. It made a really good representation of Springfield you could explore and it was fun to do so. This is like that, except it just happens to be a turn-based RPG instead of like an open world action game. Uh, and it, it, the way they've laid it out, it's super easy to get around the world. It's fun to explore it. It's fun to find all the different random hidden stuff. There's a bunch of different side quests that are all really funny. Uh, it's, it, it's fun to explore South Park, and that is the best thing you can do with a game like that. And, and you played it on PC, and it took you, what, like 13, 15 hours, something like that? Yeah, it took me about 13 hours, uh including the extra time once I'd finished the main quest, uh, just to go pick up the last couple of side quests that I hadn't done. Um, I'm, there is room for DLC in there. Like there's a menu option for it. So I'm wondering if they might be doing some, some extra quest stuff down the road. Well, I, I recommend if you're, uh, if you're interested in the game, uh, there hasn't been a lot of PR that Matt Stone and Trey Parker have been doing around, around the release necessarily, but they did grant an interview with the New York times and, uh, I don't have the link in front of me. I, it, I have it in my notes somewhere. But uh, they did a, a short interview uh, with the New York Times about the development of the game. And th- they don't get into it very deep because the article is mostly sort of a fluff piece about the game's release with right. some funny, nice quotes from um, Matt Stone and Trey Parker. But they allude to this game being a complete fucking mess at THQ. Yeah. Uh, Matt Stone, I think, said he turned in a 500-page draft of the story when they were first having conversations about the game because he played Skyrim and then said, I want to make Skyrim for South Park. And he alludes to the idea that even while this game was in development at THQ, that the game was kind of being made in that way. And they he specifically references uh, a guy at Ubisoft that came in and broke down game design 101 for them to whip the game into shape. Like it yeah. mostly sounded like this game was never going to ship at THQ. That maybe they were giving them too much creative leeway to to build the game that uh, Matt and Trey wanted to make, as opposed to a game that was shippable and right. going to to be playable in the world. Uh, you know, it's it, you mostly have to kind of read through the lines, but it's re- worth reading that article because it does make it sound like Ubisoft kind of came in and was like, "All right." stop 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 you don't know how to make games like we need to streamline this process and get this game out so i wouldn't be surprised if there was a lot of cut stuff yeah that could very easily just be made into dlc down the line. well if you go into the the product space on giant bomb for south park and you look at like the early screenshots of that game there are at least three or four different things in there that are not in the final product like there are there are backgrounds and there are fights that you they release screenshots for that are just not in the game so what i'm guessing is that they yeah like you said it was probably a much more sprawling probably much more long thing before ubisoft got its hand on it and they probably made them edit a lot of that stuff down to just like the the core essential stuff and i think that was smart because i say in the review it is a well edited game it does not waste your time there are very few extraneous battles there isn't a lot of just wandering around like the fast travel system is really easy to use and pretty much gets you everywhere without having to worry about like walking around like tons i only got lost a couple of times ever and usually i found my way around pretty quickly 
Um, it, it's it's a game that is very efficient about how it uses the player's time, and it manages to jam-pack a lot of material into the amount of time that it has. That's something that I, I always appreciate in a good game, is not feeling like my time has been spent just kind of wandering around doing bullshit that I didn't really care about, and there's very little of that in The Stick of Truth. Uh, one thing that folks have uh, mentioned to me uh, in the run-up to this game is how they think the game will play um, in an atmosphere where, uh, you know, the conversation around games and and, and stuff like that has become, uh, you know, like we talk, you know, we often are talking about topics like, well, why isn't there an opportunity to, to play as a woman in a game? Yeah. Um, and certain types of humor are pushed back on as, you know, as being inappropriate. And, you know, South Park in some ways comes from a different era and just keeps being its own thing. Yeah. Uh, but certainly is not the hot button topic uh that it used to be no um so how do you think south park plays in 2014 especially given some of the atmosphere uh in games like how do you does it seem like it's aware of that at all or it just kind of says fuck it i'm just gonna it's gonna south park be south park i think it says fuck it i'm gonna be south park no matter what and you know i mean i think if this game had come out like oh, I don't know, four or five years ago, you know, one, it wouldn't look quite as good as it does. Like, it really does look exactly like the show, which is one of the best things it has going for it. But at the same time, you know, people are not necessarily as hot for South Park as maybe they once were. It's still one of the highest rated shows on Comedy Central, but, you know, it's not the the cultural touchstone it maybe once was. But I don't think that matters because, you know, if you're going to make a game that's very much targeted at your, at your fan base, which is still large, um, you know, I think this game does a really good job of just taking the South Park style of humor and just taking the the, the myriad jokes and, and references and just offensive things that that show has done over the years and, and translating it into uh, something you would want to interact with for, you know, 13 hours straight. Like, it is really good at the references it picks. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't force a bunch of bullshit on you. And it's, it's I, I, th- I found it funny pretty much the whole way through. Like, there are a few bits that are definitely, like, much more just blatantly outrageous than they are like actually funny but mm-hmm. that's stuff you'll find in the show on an almost week to week basis this is just a much more extreme version of it because they don't have like basic cable ratings to deal with right. um they can get away with more nudity and exploding shit bombs and you know uh, other very grotesque things kind of floating around in there uh in the game and then you know they obviously got away with a lot of that stuff in the movie too uh there are at least 3 different sections of that game where i was just like holy shit i cannot believe they got away with this um (laughs) and i'm not going to list any of them off because i'd rather people just find them for themselves and and take a wild guess at what i'm talking about but there were at least three different moments where i was just like oh fuck i cannot believe they're going there and they those are the parts that they tend to linger on the most like they're just kind of forcing the player to sit there and just keep looking at what what's going on there and oh man it's it's rough but at the same time i appreciate them going for the gusto with that stuff as opposed to just kind of you know falling back on like the easy referential stuff yeah i mean one of the things that the chat has been asking about is that you know, South Park these days, um, usually when it becomes sort of a flashpoint or gains some notoriety outside of just being you know, a show that people watch fairly consistently is that it's topical. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if you watch The Excellent, was it uh, seven days, 30 yeah. days to air or whatever that? Six that, days to that, air. Six days to air. An excellent documentary on Netflix that I wish was like nine times as long or was 
a whole season of following those guys yeah. through their creative process. But it follows the cre- the still, you know, this far into making these this show, how how much they put off uh, or how their creative process pushes them to the limit of what is even capable of getting a show on the air uh, to be on TV based on just how they make these episodes. And um, they do that because they often will just have inspiration based on something that happens in the media and they want to comment on it in their own unique way. Uh, does the game feel like it does that at all or does it sort of eschew that for, hey, we're going to do sort of, you know, game tropes and fantasy tropes, stuff that's, you know, not not quite as topical but but still referential. Yeah, I mean it's it has a little bit of that like there are a couple of references in there you could definitely refer to as timely um at least within the last year. Uh but I mean considering they've been working on this game on and off for I think like the last 4 years and I imagine the script in whatever form it ended up becoming in the, the final game was probably finalized at least a year ago. Um there's not a ton of like cultural touchstone stuff in there. Like they're much more focused on the video game and fantasy stuff. And then there's a whole other plot that goes on. You know, you're the new kid in the game. You're, you're playing these fantasy battles with the kids, but then there's a whole other thing with the adults where uh, I, you, the UFO abduction stuff from like early in the season or early in the series uh, pops up. And then there's like government conspiracies and this mysterious goo that turns everything, literally everything into Nazi zombies so there's a lot of commentary on like just the pervasiveness of Nazi zombies in video games and why how okay. lame that is. Great, um, that, but I'm that's, on board. That's about as like you know immediate cultural touchstone as it gets. <laughs> well, I'm I'm super looking forward to to playing this game. Um, I you know, it's if only just to to see these moments you are talking about. But I used to be a fan of South Park. It's it's not something I watch very consistently anymore. But this seems like. If there ever was a time to revisit the best of what that series used to represent for me, it seems like this game is that. Yeah, it's 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 the South Park game I've always kind of wanted to play. Um, it's the one I've always thought that they were capable of. Someone would be capable of producing if they put the time into it. And you know, it it, it I was genuinely surprised by how well it turned out. You know, I, I there were like I said before, there were any number of reasons to expect that this game would have been something of a disaster, but it is not. It is uh, as fun of a South Park game as there has ever been. And, you know, the entire time I was playing it, there was a big, dumb, doofy grin on my face through through the, the entirety of it. So, you know, if you still hold any reverence whatsoever for South Park, it's a game you should definitely play. Um, I, I gave it five stars. Obviously, I'm recommending it to just about everyone. I mean, I'm sure there are people who absolutely will not find any of this funny and that's fine that's not the game for you but for for my money it was exactly what i wanted out of it that's awesome yeah there's in the in the the new york times piece uh they also talk about their two sort of influential touchstones for the game which were uh like snes era 16-bit rpgs and in particular earthbound yes which not the game you would think was the primary influence of the stick of truth but they they claim that is the primary influence of designing this game, uh, in the sense that a lot of the game uh, Earthbound, you know, is set in the real world, and that's part of what makes it sort of funny and goofy and endearing is that it takes all of that with an earnestness, and you know that is certainly uh, elements of South Park as a show. And I think you mentioned in your review that you know all of the weapons are just dumb stuff that they find. Uh, around the world except that they also happen to have magical properties yeah and 
sorry, I was just typing something and I totally lied. What, what was the question you were asking me there? <laughs> Earthbound is a good game. You should play it. Yes, it is. Yes. Earthbound is a very good game. Uh, I I started playing it. Uh, the, the the version they put out on on the Wii U uh, for a, for a little bit there and I, I kind of fell off of it I do want to actually go back and finish the entirety of that game at some point I just haven't I had the time I recommend it yeah I recommend it um so yeah that's South Park your reviews on the site there's a quick look on the site have you been playing anything else uh, or have you mostly just been heads down on that I've mostly been playing that um, I finished that on Saturday and then I started playing again uh, a little bit just to try some of the other classes like I mostly played uh, as the thief class just because I wanted to try something other because I knew everyone was going to play the Jew class in that game um, right. I wanted to see what some of the other stuff looked like but I tried the Jew I tried the fighter uh, just to get some different tastes of that stuff but um, beyond that that's mostly what I've been playing I've got a couple of games lined up here for Encyclopedia Bombastica stuff, which I'll talk about, you know, when that stuff actually goes up on the site. But that's that's really all I've been playing for the most part. Sweet. I played uh, I played a little bit more of Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Uh, that game uh, is excellent, and I I think it's going to be at the end of the year one of those games that tragically almost nobody plays. Yeah. Um, it's just sort of coming out at a weird time. There's just wasn't really a whole lot of enthusiasm for. Uh, another Donkey Kong Country platformer from Retro, but it may not have been the most interesting game that Retro could have made, but it's it makes it no less exceptional based on uh, the, 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 the stages I've played so far. It's incredibly difficult. Uh, it's gorgeous um, and just a, a ton of fun to play. Um, I don't have a whole lot more to say on it because I haven't gotten uh, too deep, but uh, I do recommend it, uh, especially if you do own a Wii U and are looking for something to play. Uh, it's not like you have a whole lot of other options <laughs> right now, uh, and and that game uh, is a really good one. Uh, and if you liked that last one that Retro made, uh, this is this is another great platformer. Um, Here, here's hope. here's my thing mm-hmm. with, with with Donkey mm-hmm. Kong Country mm-hmm. and all its various forms over the years. Uh huh. They you always just, sound. You wish Cranky Kong was the main character. Well, there is that, but uh, or Funky Kong. Beyond that, I. I've always loved those games in theory. I always thought they looked really cool. You know, mm-hmm. they seem like they play really well. And when I have played them, I've enjoyed them. But I always see, feel like I'm way more interested in them in theory than I am in actual execution. Like at a certain point, it either gets too hard or I just kind of lose interest or something. Is there anything in this game that you have seen that is like markedly different or unique or special from the other Donkey Kong countries that you have played that might make that different for me in this case? Uh, well, I would say there is a uh, marked difference between the retro-made games and the rare-made games. I mean, the retro-made games are better games, just straight up. They may be called Donkey Kong Country and start from a similar premise of, hey, you are Donkey Kong, move left to right, jump around and stuff. Um, it, it is certainly heavily influenced by what Rare did, but the, the retro-made games are much better video games. They right. are much better platformers um, than, than anything uh, Rare put out. I did enjoy... You know, the original Donkey Kong Country when it came out, exceptional music. Um, and that, I will say that is certainly a high point of Tropical Freeze is David Weiss returning for uh, the music. And, uh, yeah, you know, if you didn't care for the first one that Retro made, this one isn't altogether different. I would say it's a harder version of that. Uh, so if difficulty was an issue for you in the first one, uh, this game's not going to change anything because sure. they mostly seem to have made it for people that said, give me more of that. Um as opposed to widening uh, the potential audience. Uh, that makes me very happy because mm-hmm. um, I'm happy to get slapped around by by the game. But uh, no, probably not a whole lot uh, more uh, 
uh, to it if if it's not something that grabbed you the first time around. I think I think but, I'm gonna buy this one anyway, just because I would like to have something new to play on my Wii U. And I mean, yeah, I'll play more Earthbound at some point, but I'd like a new game. Um, and it'll probably be the exact same thing. I'll play like four or five hours of it and be like, yeah, this is really fun, and then just stop and never touch it again. Mm-hmm. But that might be worth it for me anyway, just because I I have enjoyed enough of those games in the past. I just rarely end up finishing them. Yeah, and it's nice on the eShop. The game's 10 bucks cheaper. I like that Nintendo does that stuff. It's also a really large um, download, though, right? Yeah, it's like 11 gigs. Okay. I had to go in. I had to go in and actually do, like, delete stuff. Uh, I don't have a, a ton of stuff in my Wii U, but, like, Super Mario 3D World, which I didn't want to delete yet because I still want to collect all the things in that game at some point. Uh, but, yeah, I had to go and clean up some space. Or I, I now that I have Donkey Kong installed, I probably need to buy a... Uh, a thumb drive for my right. Wii U just to kind of stick in the back there so that uh can you do an you know, external mo- hard drive on that one yeah okay yeah you can do an external hard drive but eh, like I you might as yeah. well just like uh, you know the idea that i'm going to have more than four or five games that are of uh, a huge file size with the the lifespan of that that platform seems unlikely so i can probably just buy like a 20 or 30 gig thumb drive uh and just file manage from there um other than that, I've spent most of my week uh, putting time into Captain Falafel mm-hmm. sent me a message, so I'm gonna get I'm gonna pronounce this right. Yes. Dawn gone. Ron pa pa. Dawn gone. Dawn gone. Ron pa. Ron pa. Dawn gone. Ron pa. Dawn gone. Ron pa. So, uh, yeah, that's the uh, sort of Ace Attorney. Um, who done it uh, that I started playing on the Vita? Um, it's you know once you get past like the first couple hours and you get a little over the sort of uh, the hump of hey this is this is wacky um, you know and largely it's wacky because it's different than sort of my as I've mentioned on Tumblr and folks have been asking like my cultural norms right like I don't even bat an eyelash at some of the crazy sci-fi that we play in sure. games or South Park. It's just like, yep, it's South Park. Uh, and you don't spend a lot of time going like, man, that's crazy. Uh, because I don't spend a whole lot of time uh, playing, uh, you know, Japanese style video games that, you know, my guesses have, uh, if you played a lot more of those, you wouldn't bat an eye at Danganronpa because it has a lot in common, uh, at least from a premise uh, and a sensibility uh, standpoint. So, What's nice about the game is that it starts there, uh, you know, about all these kids trapped in a school, and then they have to kill each other to get out. Um, and then it subverts a lot of those expectations in some pretty interesting ways. Like, uh, you know, one of the characters, you know, I mentioned that, like, all the characters in the game are the ultimate something or other, you know, baseball star and, and yeah, yeah. swimmer and things like that. And one of them is the ultimate fanfic creator, who is basically the representation of your – the stereotype – of a person who would play this game made into an ultimate form as a character in the game. Like he's constantly talking about cosplay and fanfic and preference for 2D over 3D and it's it's really funny and you know acts as a sort of commentary on your stereotype of the people who would play and be fans of this game in the game itself, which yeah. I think sort of takes some of the uh some of the weirdness out of the room because it's a game. The game is saying like, look, we get it. We kind of know where this, how this game fits into this world. 
um, and we and we know how people kind of talk about these games, and it really is super amusing in in that right, and um, it doesn't fully escape a lot of what I find problematic about uh, some of these games, at least in the sense that uh, there are you know early on, well, I guess like six hours into the game or so, there's just a shot of one of the girls, you know, sitting in her bed in her underwear for no reason like there's not even like a premise that she's going to the bathroom or anything like that that they could maybe maybe try and get away with it it's just straight up male gaze this chick uh in her underwear for no good reason and it's just like (sighs) like i'm on the couch and like i now i'm like i don't want anyone to see me playing this game like that, that i find that shit embarrassing and i know that that stuff exists in these games because they are catering to a certain demographic and it's a financial consideration i'm not saying i don't understand why that stuff is there but it really bums me out and then it makes it so when i want to recommend like something like this to someone else or maybe them to go out on a limb to maybe think about playing it uh you see stuff like that and it's like well this is going to put 99% of people off to this because they're just going to assume it's the same old bullshit. Uh, and then when it pulls the same old bullshit, it's just kind of disappointing for yeah. a game that is otherwise about subverting expectations. Well, you're going to be really bummed then because I just got word that we're trading you to Anime Vice in exchange for a rescuing <laughs> screen. So uh, good luck over there. Have fun uh, Damn. You know, enjoying your, your new job as anime editor. Damn. I'll have to fight Brad to the death at GDC. Um, and... You know, furthermore, even once you get past, you know, some of that stuff, the game, you know, the bulk of the game is uh, sort of these this relationship building that you have with these characters um, during the daytime. Uh, then murders occur, and there's an investigation period. And then there's a class trial where you're trying to find contradictions in the evidence in order to figure out what happened. So, you know, whatever seems to have occurred is, you know, never actually what occurred. And, you know, the winding paths that, some of these trials uh, go on is super fun because where you start and where you end is completely different and, and watching the ways they have weaved together uh, the twists is is a lot of fun if at some point exhausting because uh, you can never you know fully rely on anything that uh, you you have seen. But w- one thing that's weird about it is that so the game was recommended to me because uh, I was really into 999 and VLR, which were these you know, visual novels that have puzzle elements and you, the player themselves has a lot of agency over like branching paths. And, and in this game, they, they present it as a narrative that you're going to have branching paths because, uh, it's the trial is about picking who did this murder. And if you pick wrong, everyone else is murdered. So there is an imperative to, you know, picking correctly. Um, and you can spend time with these different characters and build relationships and all this stuff, but it is an extremely linear game. You have zero impact on what happens. Um, and thus, it sort of, you know, it makes it, the game tries to raise the stakes constantly uh, about sort of your involvement, but it's hard to feel like there's any sort of tension mm-hmm. because there's zero way that you can actually screw anything up. Like when you're in the trial period, you have a, a health bar. Yeah. So every time you make a mistake or try and point out a piece of evidence, uh, and you're wrong in, in what you're pointing out, like, ah, it takes off some of your health bar. And then once that health bar is gone, they they go, well, all the votes are for Makoto, and we're going to kill you. But then it just says, do you want to try again? Like, there's no, like, there's no real even incentive other than for trophies uh, that reward you for playing well uh, to do anything but then just, like, just try all the possible options to move forward. Right. Um, and so it's... 
it's a game that has layered gameplay systems onto an extremely linear story in order to try to give the player some semblance of agency over what's happening when the story structure itself just doesn't support that. Uh, so at some point, I'm doing these class trials, and it's just like, look, the twists themselves are fun in and of themselves. I don't need like a dumb rhythm game in order to mix up what's happening. Like, just tell me who did it and and why they did it, um, because I think the inherent mystery of the game uh, is is just enough for me. And and all these gameplay systems just feel like they're trying to say like, well, we're a game, so we need other stuff on top of it, right? And yeah. it just doesn't really work. So that's too bad. Uh, there's some people in the chat who are talking about how, who are basically asking, well, would you be embarrassed, you know, to, to poop in the South Park game? Or would you be embarrassed to, you know, watch the abortion jokes in the South Park game? And I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at this, I'm thinking, you know, there is sort of a difference between just being outlandishly offensive for this in, in, in the context of a game that is meant to be very much outlandishly offensive and just having creepy underwear shots in a game that is not really necessarily about, you know, being creepy. On, on a regular like if it's a game about just creepy underwear shots and yeah you know what you're getting into and that's fine but uh it doesn't i don't think there's a direct analog there people i don't think you can make that direct comparison yeah i mean you know you, you can make the argument there is a, a cultural difference with you know approaches to uh sex and uh and nudity and things like that yeah um which you know there there are certainly ways you could you could you could use that i th- but this isn't no, like when a game just out of nowhere just has a panty shot, yeah. like that's not justified. That is fan service in the worst way um, that undermines the point of a game that is about subverting stereotypes and instead falls into a stereotype on itself Yeah, just because that is the genre that it plays in. And I understand that. Like I'm not dismissing you know, it out of hand, um, but I think it does the, – the game itself does itself a disservice – um, for being a game that is about subverting your expectations. Like having a character that represents a stereotype is very funny. And then when it has this like random panty shot, it's not because it's doing it because it's like, wink, wink, isn't it dumb how these games have it? Yeah. Like, no, it is completely self-serious and saying like, yeah, isn't it really great that this game has that? Like, And that makes me feel uncomfortable because I think that's creepy. Yeah. Like, I think that's creepy, and I I don't want to play. I don't want that in the game because it serves no purpose. No problem with nudity, no problem with sex. I have no problem with games embracing mature themes uh, in mature ways. Uh, but this is just cheap and boring, and I'm not 14. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's all about, just it's, it's disappointing. About context. It's about context, and you know, yeah. I would I would hazard to guess that you know, based on what you've described, I would much rather have the completely outlandish sex scene in South Park, the stick of truth come up on my screen than what you just described kind of out of nowhere. So yeah, that that's, that's where I come off on that. And, you know, and in terms of like, you know, cultural norms and things like that, like if I'm playing South Park and there's a bunch of anal probes and weird shit on the screen, you know what? It's South Park. Yeah. Like people, people have a certain expectation of that. Like whether that, you know, excuses it or not, like that's sort of separate from the discussion. Like, People know what they're getting into with South Park. And then that's, but, you know, <laughs> that's what exactly leads to moments like this when I, you know, I want to try and recommend this game to other people, then also have to caveat it with, like, well, but it also kind of has this stuff. And then that's what gets people to dismiss it out of hand. Like, it may be there because they have to have this stuff in order to make money. Like, I don't know the financials enough of the genre to know whether that is necessary in order to do that or if it's just a self fulfilling prophecy. Uh, 
But as someone that you know doesn't really care about all that stuff, I'm purely judging it as a game and in my own reaction to it, it it bums me out. It mostly yeah. bums me out because I think it's a very cool game that has a really uh, fun storyline uh, that also has some uh, really creepy stuff that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, sounds uh, like so. it. Anyway. Enough of that. I'm still going to play that game. I Good. like that game. Yeah, it seems like you're enjoying going. it on top of the, you know, apart it from It is. That's why things. it pisses me off so much. And that's why it pisses me off that people get so defensive about it because the genre would be better for it. These games would be better for it if that stuff wasn't there. It is not necessary at all. Yeah. Um, so that's why it bothers me. So cue 100 angry anonymous anime Tumblr messages uh, for the rest of the day. But as the anime editor, I take that as my cross to bear. Yeah. That's that's that is your job now. So you know, enjoy enjoy that 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 constant messaging on the site. I actually got a PM from someone about our anime discussion last week. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we got we got a lot of messages over the last week, Alex. Well, I just I, well, so that's the thing. I didn't. I think you're the only one who got them. And so the guy uh, sent. The well, PM. I have my I have my Tumblr thing, so it's easy for people to uh, yeah. to send that stuff. Well, the guy sent the PM saying, "Like, I'm sure you're getting dozens of messages about this." And I just I wanted to reply. I was like, "No, actually, you're the first. But you know." cool i guess i don't know look look guys some anime is good a lot of it's not can we just leave it at that can't that just be where we're at on this stuff who is your waifu alex who is your waifu <sighs> see i wish i had like a fun snappy response to that but i honestly i don't have enough like anime reference in my brain to to pull that out so i'll just say my girlfriend i guess i don't okay. know i was yeah. gonna say anna kendrick anna kendrick is my waifu I really she hate seems the like... word waifu. It just it drives me crazy. <laughs> just on just on every level. It should. Level. It should. It should make it should make you want to turn this off right now. Yeah, it kind of just makes me want to punch something right now. I like I get it, and I I don't mind it necessarily when people are just sort of joking, but like just the term waifu just makes me want to throw things. I'm sorry. I'm going to ship you an anime pillow. There are a thousand people in here chatting. Oh god, all the anime people just showed up, didn't they? Oh, uh, we're screwed. Yeah, they heard they heard there was a waifu discussion. Oh no, I'm sorry. I do think Anna Kendrick seems like she'd be really cool to get a beer with, though. Yeah, totally. She seems like she seems like she'd be. Fun. She seems like a cool chick. Uh, her Twitter account is also hysterical. Is it? I highly, yeah, it's 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 really funny. I I highly recommend it. I will. I will. Um, so I think that's all I've been playing. Yeah, that's all I think, I've been playing. I think. I think. Yeah, that covers all I've been playing. Wow, it's already ten fifteen. Yeah. Time flies when you're talking about anime and South Park. Anime South Park. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know, oh, there's, uh, there is like Chin Pokemon references in this game, right? Right? Uh, yes. In fact, there are like 30 collectible Chin Pokemon in there. Um, and there are some other like, you know, random anime jokes in there as well. Like the whole Princess Kenny, uh, anime storyline gets re- referenced a few times. So that's, that, that's in there as well. Okay. Uh, let's see. Well, that's, uh, I did pull some news. Not a lot of big stuff happened, but there is some stuff. Uh, Twitch plays pokemon ended over the weekend uh it was a total time of 16 days 7 hours 45 minutes and 30 seconds 121,000 viewers slash players at peak uh more than 122 million commands issued uh 9 million viewers 36 million total views and more than a billion minutes watched before they actually managed to finish the game which took them uh it says an in-game time of 26 hours that is a hell of a thing, that whole thing. I, you know, I, I only watched it in spurts because, to be honest, like, I don't have the, the quite the reverence for the old Pokemon games that, that probably 
helps make that whole thing seem way crazier than it than than it is but that as an experiment as like a weird like social experiment that is one of the most fascinating things i think i have seen anyone try to do in video games in a while and it was some of the absolute most ridiculous like just just watching that chat try to exist and also like trying to watch other stuff on twitch and seeing how it just completely wrecked their system for like several days straight was pretty amazing well, and it was impacting other streams. Yeah. Uh, I, I was playing Spelunky one one night on my personal account, and, like, it, it was spitting out just fine from uh, from XSplit, but, like, having real trouble on that end, and people were like, oh, yeah, this is this is because Twitch Plays Pokemon is kind of screwing everything up. Like, you know, I mean, it's... I, I didn't really... I kind of checked in on it when it first started, and then got really into it on last Friday as they were trying to finish the game uh, by playing the Elite Four, which is sort of the last uh, real big difficulty hump in uh, the original Pokemon. And, you know, I don't know if watching the game was that interesting, but the culture that has that sprung up around it yeah. was hysterical and fascinating. The uh, sort of religious connotations and cults that uh, sprung up around the different uh, Pokemon in the game, you know, Lord Helix is one of the ones that people were really into, which they had written songs about Lord Helix. There's one I tweeted out on Friday that is this like Christian choral track about Lord Helix and how he has saved them so many times. And it's really well done. Like the lyrics are funny. It's recorded spot on. It gets, it's really cool, and it's this random stuff about the internet and games that you know. I, you know, when we talk about how streaming is going to impact games, I am much more interested about weird stuff like this than I am in just watching some random kid playing Titanfall. Yeah, um, it is. It is. You know, this. It is games that are like. Uh, it's not Deadlight. Uh, I don't. Know. There's some horror game coming out from Atlas that players are going to be able to. If anyone's uh, streaming on Twitch using, like, the in-game client, um, the Twitch players are going to be able to trigger actions on screen. Yeah. Um, trigger certain scares. And, you know, I don't know how well that stuff's going to work, but those things are clearly on to something mm-hmm. in terms of finding ways for communities and audience to interact with the player uh, in a way that I think is only going to get cooler and cooler uh, as we go along. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. It seems like a really interesting starting point for uh, some experimentation with how, you know, community communities and audiences sort of get to, you know, try this kind of stuff and broadcast this kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's that is what the stuff I find interesting on Twitch, not just people like you said, not just people playing games, but the people that are using games and trying to do weird shit with them. Like, it's why I love VGCW so much, because it is a guy taking a sort of fundamentally broken wrestling game and somehow creating these really elaborate storylines and fascinating, uh, you know, twists and turns out of really, honestly, one of the best worst story editors I've maybe ever seen in any kind of video game. And the the Twitch Plays Pokemon stuff was such a just weird, wild ride for the entirety of the time it went. I want more stuff like that. I mean, I also want Twitch's service to maybe, you know, be a little stronger before it starts trying to get too crazy with that stuff, but... Uh, yeah, that that is that is what what streaming games should be about is just creating weird shit that doesn't just exist in the context of a regular game. Yeah, um, folks pointing out uh, that we have confirmation of the new Arkham game. Yeah, uh, Arkham now. Knight. Um, Arkham Knight, which uh, oh, I just closed the little 
the little article. Um, it's it's open world, open Gotham, like, mm-hmm. and apparently not in the way that uh, you know, kind of the closed off way that uh, that Origins was or City was. Yeah. And it's, it's open world. You get to pilot out the Batmobile. Um, the the main villain is Scarecrow, and I think most interestingly, uh, next gen only. It is uh, it is not mm-hmm. coming out on uh. The, the last gen platforms it is pc xbox one and ps4 uh and it's coming out later this year it seems like uh let's see this little bit is yeah open world gotham featuring scarecrow penguin two-face and harley quinn and a drivable batmobile uh i'm very excited that i skipped over origins yeah because now, now i am psyched for this yeah now you're ready to play a new batman game right and it's uh you know as i there was a part of me that wanted to play Origins just kind of out of interest, but I think now, knowing that this is coming this year, I will probably skip it altogether. Um, you know, we had our conversation not that long ago about, you know, the things that we liked about the different Batman games. I don't know that a more open world is necessarily what I want uh, from a new Batman, but if they're going next-gen only and it is rock steady, I'm willing to at least give it a shot, because, I mean, hey, whatever problems Arkham City might have had, it was still a hell of a good game, so... And, uh, you know, I like the fact that the little tagline on Game Informer's cover was that this is the the final chapter. They're putting this series to bed after this, which I find hard to believe Yeah. Um, that, that Warner Brothers is going to let them just uh, put Batman to bed after they've uh, spent time beefing up a studio to help annualize it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just if they, if they put this arc. Yeah. That's bad, what I'm that thinking. doesn't mean that Batman's over uh, or that, you know, WB Montreal couldn't continue the series in some way or find yeah. some other angle. Um, but what I do hope it means, not that I'm not excited for Arkham Knight, and I don't think, you know, it doesn't have potential to be uh, really great. Uh, I just think Rocksteady is an exceptionally talented developer yeah. that I would love, 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 love to go see do something different. Yeah. Um, they, I made, think they, will, they will have made three Batman games at this point, and I think that's more than enough to say we got to do the story arc we wanted to do. We got to get, you know, kind of all the Batman out of our system for a while. Um, if they wanted to try and address different facets of the Batman universe, I mean, it's not like there haven't been a million different takes on Batman over the years. They could do something completely outside this arc if they wanted to. But like you, I think I would rather see them do something entirely different. And then, you know, if you're going to keep doing the Batman games, then then give those to someone else after this and let Rocksteady try something different. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I I would hope that just means no Batman and just go and do something else. But, you know, obviously, yeah, Batman is a character in a world pretty open to interpretation. Um, but it just seems like the what they brought to Batman, if they could bring that to something either original or or another property, yeah. uh, I think that would be super exciting. I mean, I think there was good reason for people to be psyched when it was rumored they were working on uh, a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game because it was so easy to see how the successes of Batman, the strengths of Batman, would have totally parlayed into a Turtles game. Now, would you um, have wanted them to make the straight-up cartoon, yeah, dude, like our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, the arcade game-style, you know, fun Turtles? Or do you want to go them them to try something like the original movie, like kind of weird, kind of dark, like yeah. I can't believe this sort of exists kind of turtles? Yeah, I mean, from my understanding of the original comics, like those comics are dark and weird and violent. Yeah. And the turtles that we know today as kid-friendly and yeah, dude, like not at all what the origins of uh, the series is about. Um, and, 
you know, the, the tone that they strike in the Arkham games is, you know, not serious. It's serious, but it's, you know, not like hyper-violent or anything like that. I think the exact tone of the Arkham games would have lent itself to for them to find that kind of tone with, with a Turtles uh, game. I mean, you know, I sincerely doubt that's what they're going to work on next, but, you know, I think it, it goes to show the amount of respect that people have for what Rocksteady is capable of doing, yeah. even when it comes to a licensed property, where they're they're willing to say, hey, if Rocksteady's going to do it, it's probably going to be pretty good. Yeah, someone in there just mentioned Carl Urban, and suddenly I am now thinking of them doing a game based on Dread, and I imagine that would be fucking amazing. Oh. How amazing would that be if it was based on the movie Dread, like the climbing Man. of the tower, fucking crazy... Oh, God, that would be great. I... I got really excited when I saw that they're actually having conversations about doing a sequel to that movie. Good. I'm glad. That movie was super good. Yeah. I still haven't seen it in 3D because I've heard it's incredible. It is. It's way better than you would ever expect it to be. Yeah. Um, So I need to see that again. I've I've only seen it uh, in in boring old 2D. But it is. If you have not seen Dread. Super good. That is an 80s action movie. Done right. In 2013. And it is excellent. Uh, so if folks want to jump a couple questions in the chat, if you got any questions about South Park for Alex, as we wind this down, uh, make sure and let us know. Uh, some folks were asking about performance issues. You played on the PC. Sounds like you didn't run into too much, but uh, I've heard the, the 360 version has some, some frame rate. So here, here's what I know. I, I, I mentioned the only bugs I ran into in the review. It was like I had one crash bug and one audio dropout the entire time I was playing. Um, but while I was playing, I was talking to some other people who were reviewing it. Uh, it sounds like there's some hitching issues, especially when the game is auto-saving uh, on the 360. I've heard from players that were playing on the PS3 that the frame rate sometimes just gets real junky. Um, but I didn't see those versions myself, so I can't say one way or the other if it, like you know what my experience with that would have been. Uh, all I can say is that the PC version for me uh, was mostly problem-free. Uh, your 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 mileage may vary, as as always mm-hmm. the case with these games, and I'm you know it is Obsidian, so I'm not surprised if there are a few issues here and there, but. It doesn't seem like it's as intense and as pervasive as other Obsidian releases, and it seems like the PC version is mostly devoid of them. Mm. Uh, hey, Calvero says, you guys going to play the new Walking Dead episode today? I, I am. forgot that's out, and f- f- yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm going to play that. Yeah. I, uh, I did an interview with... Uh, I had tr- well, There were some scheduling problems, so it happened at the last second, and it's not the longest interview uh, in the world, but... I did manage to talk to the directors of episode one um, so I can continue my Faces of Death series. I'm going to work on transcribing that this afternoon, an interview that was ah, conducted over a speakerphone, uh, which it sounds like garbage. It's going to take me hours to try and oh, dig I'm out. Sorry. Yeah, I'm like as I'm listening to it, I was, I was crying inside because uh, it's just going to be really difficult to pull together. But I, I, I think I can do it. And, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to, to playing episode two. Um, I'm playing it on the PS3 and, uh, it, I think, I believe Telltale has made indications the weight between two and three, uh, will be significantly less, which is, yeah. uh, is good to know. I was thinking about pitching something here today to uh-huh, see what the okay. audience thinks of it. Um, yep. four games like The Walking Dead and, uh, The Wolf Among Us, which are episodic and I don't review until the se- the seasons are over. 
I'm wondering if people would find value in a sort of recap style write up of each episode that is not, doesn't have a score attached to it is not you know it's like sort of partial review partial recap just kind of going over the events of what happens in each episode spoilers obviously um just to kind of you know do it as sort of like the way people do tv recaps and stuff like that um you i feel like that sh- might be you worthwhile. should do that you think i should, you do, should that? do that i was thinking about doing that this season but if i will handle these i will handle the post-mortem if okay. you want to handle the analysis yeah i think that'd be i think that'd be awesome i wish you know then the only thing that's tough with that is just because they the episodes don't come out so regularly i think that's why no one else has has really gotten on top of something like that but i think I think you should do that. Yeah. All right. Well, that. then I'll play through the the new Walking Dead today, and I'll probably write something up either tomorrow or Thursday for it, and uh, we'll we'll kick that off. I, I'll I'll need to come up with a snappy name for it, but you know that'll uh, again, there aren't too many episodic series out there, so this feels like you know something pretty manageable and something that would be fun to do for the stuff people are actually playing. Yeah, and like the, the, my interviews usually don't go up until just before we're at the next episode, as we do sort of a, a post mortem on with the developers, and so you know. Yours will be a nice compliment to that of, yeah. um, you know, here's what happened. Here's the, oh, my God, reaction, you know, right after it's out. Okay. Um, I think that'll I think that'll be very cool. All right. Well, I'll, uh, I'll play through that today then. Mm-hmm. Uh, some folks asking, you know, what plans are for Dark Souls 2. I don't have any insight. Uh, as far as I know, we do not have copies of the game. Um, I have... Uh, pre-ordered one at Amazon to come day of release in the event that uh, I'm not able to procure one uh, ahead of time. Um, but uh, I I can imagine at the very least there will be a Dark Souls 2 quick look uh, on the site. Uh, whether there is anything more than that, uh, I can't say. And, uh, you know, we've done a lot of Souls-related content on the site uh, recently. Um, so um, we are mindful of that. And... I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not really hiding anything because there's not much to say. We have not had a lot of conversations about how we're going to handle that yet. Um, a lot of it's due on when the game arrives, and we'll make sure and let you guys know as soon as we know more. But that is the game I'm starting to play next week, uh, so you can at least look forward to that. Um, I'm. I'm definitely excited to play it. Isn't it great? Um, crazy how games are all of a sudden just coming out. Whew. Everyone trying yeah, to get in are, before Alex. that fiscal year is over, man. They are coming out. Um, I'm excited that Ali Ali is coming to PC. Um, it's cool that that game is on Vita, but it's cool that more people will get to play it. Yeah, uh, on PC. I think uh, they uh, don't. I think that's a game that actually maybe is a little bit more uniquely tailored to something like a Vita style experience. It's something you just want to pick up and play for like 20 minutes at a time, like when you're kind mm-hmm. of around doing stuff. But by no means would I say you shouldn't play it on the PC if that's the only way you can, because that game is really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to, to actually checking it out. Um, uh, that's while I follow all this weird 3D realm stuff. I, yeah, I'm it's, not sure it's, I've been trying to follow it, and it's very strange because it doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, the, under, the understanding I'm getting is that 3D realms was talking about trying to make a new Duke Nukem game, which they sold the rights to to Gearbox which means that they don't own the rights to do a Duke Nukem game, but they're talking about doing it anyway. And then didn't 3D realms just get bought by someone? Yeah, by the guys who are making the game that that the Gearbox is saying they can't make. <laughs> They're going to relaunch 3D Realms as some of like some sort of publishing arm. Uh, I don't know how much reverence people have for 3D Realms at this point. I don't. I don't see a lot of. I don't see the point in yeah. doing something. I think like these days, what I used to think of as 3D Realms, sort of like you know an edgy. 
sort of property. Like I think Devolver Digital has taken over a lot of what oh, yeah. I I think of as 3D out, 3D realms from the '90s. You know, Devolver is publishing games like Hot Nine Miami and Luft Trousers, and they have their you know finger on the pulse of that kind of stuff in the way that I think 3D realms was doing in the '90s. And I just don't I don't think seeing the 3D realms logo encourages anyone to want to buy a game i think in fact it might do the opposite are you saying uh, fort parker is the new george broussard i don't that's i don't want to say that okay because you like you like fort parker too much to say that you you you're putting words in my mouth alex navarro i don't i'm leading the witness here man come on um yeah i don't know if there's anything else Eh, we everywhere who cares about it yeah yeah we everywhere. News. Um, it's a Batman trailer. Uh, there's no way for us to watch that using Google Hangouts, or else we would have done something like that. Yeah. Um, Anthony Adam Twenty Two says Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty version of Peggle Two arrives on May Seventh. That's cool. It'd be nice if they added the local co-op to yeah. the Xbox One version, which would then mean I would buy it. When is that coming out on non Xbox platforms? I mean, I already played it through it on Xbox One, so whatever. But I mean, I would imagine around that May Seventh date. Yeah. That seems like. Uh, I imagine they had some sort of six months exclusivity on. Because you know that game. that game's going to sell a million millions of copies once it goes to like handheld devices and stuff. Yeah, sure, and I'll happily buy the Xbox One version when uh, it's useful to me. Uh, I really like local co-op is the reason I want to buy that game, and the fact that it doesn't exist uh, sucks. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that's going to do it. Um, what do you got going on this week other than? Uh, well, you finished South Park. So. Yeah, I finished South Park, so I'm going to play through Walking Dead uh, Episode 2 today, and then I'll uh, probably write up a little recap for it tomorrow, see what people think of it, from then, and we'll go from there. Uh, I will have at least one Bombasca video to record this week. And they add, uh, hold on. They added local co-op today. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Well, then that that, that settles that matter altogether, doesn't it? <sighs> That's great. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, PopCat. Very anyway, good. continue. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to do, uh, what was the bomb asking? I was going to do Ultimate Muscle uh, Legends versus New Generation for the GameCube because after all the wrestling and anime talk of Friday, I for some reason decided to just go like find a copy of that game and started playing it. And I was like, you know what? As an anime wrestling game, it's not bad. So all right. we're going to try Look that. Look at that. Out. Look, trying positive to, anime wrestle, portrayals on, on trying Giant Trying to wrestle Bomb.com. away anime editor from me. You know, you go ahead. You wrestle that away. Yeah. You go ahead and just take that from me. Wait, no. Wait, shit. Oh, God. Now it's attached to me, and I can't... Oh, I can't get it off. That's, no, I can't get the anime off. No. You gotta be careful. You gotta oh. be careful. Um, yeah, I'm going to be working on uh, getting my uh, Faces of Death piece. Uh, I'll see if I can get it up today. I don't know if that's going to be possible. Uh, depends on how hard the transcription is. Uh, I also spent time talking to Derek Yu, the designer of Spelunky, um, yesterday, in which we talked a lot about the creation of that game and the arc that that uh game has had since in terms of the competitive community and the influence that it's had on other games um i don't think it's any surprise uh, to learn that he is also a huge fan of the dark souls games uh we talked a lot about how uh spelunky and the dark souls share some dna even though he had never played dark souls until well after uh, spelunky had been uh released um and uh yeah got some other stuff i'm working on but i'm mostly going to try and keep uh picking away at my uh my class trials and donkey kong and then i'm hoping to start south park this week cool. which is that's a lot of games i don't really play one game at once but i can't do that right now can i recommend something it's too to much yeah you can don't 
play South Park in long chunks because it will fly by if you do that. Okay. Brad's like two hours, like, two hours at yeah, once? Yeah, Brad's been playing like two or three hours at a time, and I think that's the sweet spot. Like, get, you know, a couple of quests out of the way at a time, maybe do an extra side quest in there each time, and then just savor it a little bit because everything in that game comes at such a fast and furious pace that you will it will blow by you if you just keep on playing all right well i'm looking forward to doing that uh that is the end of bombing in the am for this week on tuesday uh in 24 minutes i'm going to be streaming the binding of isaac um as i continue into the basement on that game and um yeah alex i will talk to you on friday oh